Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. If it's going to come to fisticuffs, <laughs> they must be elegant and choreographed. I mean, seriously. Life 107.1. You know, in light of Mother's Day, we have been chatting a lot about mm-hmm. moms. Uh, but yesterday, we had a friend call us and... She gently reminded us that, you know, not everybody has the blessing of a good relationship with their mom. And not everybody has the blessing of being able to be a mom. Exactly. And it was a good reminder. Mm -hmm. We never want you to think that because we laugh a lot here at Life 107.1, that we don't understand that life is very broken Mm -hmm. and very serious. Every single voice that you hear at Life 107.1 has something hard going on in their lives, too. But we take seriously the idea that there is joy in the Lord. We also take seriously the idea that life can be very, very broken. If Mother's Day is going to be difficult for you, we understand. We we know and we love you very, very much. If Father's Day is going to be difficult for you, We know, we understand, and we love you very, very much. We do laugh a lot, but we also feel for you. Please understand that you can always reach out to us through the website, and you can let us know how you're hurting, and we will pray, because that's Mm -hmm. one thing that we do. And please always understand that when you reach out and you tell your story, we will see ourselves in your story, too. Are you sitting down right now? Because I think you need to be sitting down for this news. There are things Taylor doesn't understand about some of us. He's about to tell us what it is. We heard about this study that was conducted and found 15 million people do this. Are you one of them? I'm not one of them, actually. I know you're not. Are are you one of them? Are you one of these 15 million people? Do you do this? 15 million people have tried putting orange juice in their cereal. No! Now, now here, here's the deal. Oh no! no. We, we know, we know that 15 million people have done this. I want to know how many people have done this twice. <laughs> yeah. Because that that just sounds like a terrible idea. And, and I'm the guy who will eat everything. I mean, the the study says that 15 million people have tried orange juice on their cereal. Mm-hmm. So to me, it sounds like they did it on purpose. Because I I've heard the stories of you pouring orange juice on your cereal by accident. Yeah, that but, doesn't count. But in most of those stories, the people will discard of what they have just done. Yeah, you didn't but try it. You tried something else and you didn't succeed. There is a study put out by Big Orange Juice. Big and orange yes, it, juice. it actually is Big Orange Juice. It was Tropicana. In anticipation of National Orange Juice Day, which is tomorrow. It gets a day now. They're introducing a cereal that you are supposed to actually pour orange juice on. That's not the important part of the story. The important part of the story is that in this study, 15 million people say that they have tried putting orange juice on their cereal. When you release a cereal meant to have orange juice on it and part of your press release is, listen, 15 million people have done it. So it's normal. I'm not I'm not about that life. Tropicana says 15 million of us have done this. And Taylor and I are just really having a hard time believing it. 15 million people have purposely and willfully tried orange juice on their cereal. And of course, Tropicana would say that. Well, yeah. Like, we got we to gotta talk to the, the apple juice people and see if they agree. <laughs> we have to confirm, though. Have you 
tried orange juice on cereal? Oh, yeah. You have? Yep, yep. Back when I was in, let's see, kindergarten. <laughs> okay. Okay. Years ago. How did this come about? Okay, so it was my aunt mm-hmm. who did this, and it was Rice Krispies and orange juice, and it was the best ever. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a bland cereal, and the orange juice just gives it a pop. A pop. <laughs> Not like a Rice Krispies, you know, a snap, crackle, pop. Yeah. yeah. It had just a serious pop to it, but it was the best ever. You've got to try it. Do you still do that? I mean, not really until you brought it up. You know, I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to go to the store oh, today. Oh, no, and we've I'm contributed. Eat, yeah, Rice Krispies and orange juice because it's a fond memory of her. Oh, my goodness. She was such a great Christian lady, and, you know, I hope that I can be half the person that she was. Well, you can start with Rice Krispies and rice orange Krispies juice. And orange juice. <laughs> You're on your way. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's the bomb. It's okay. the bomb. <laughs> We're looking for you. Tropicana says 15 million people have tried orange juice on their cereal. I don't get it. Frank, have you done this? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, I grew up in San Francisco, a little, little poor, you know, and mm-hmm. mom would make that powdered milk and we didn't like it. So I would put water in my cereal. Mm. Instead of powdered milk? Well, it, you know, there's just not a very good... Yeah. No, I grew up on that. My mother would combine the two to kind of stretch milk out to go farther. She would combine regular milk with powdered milk. I do that as well. When I'm running out of milk at home, my yeah. wife goes, what are you doing? Did you just put water in your cereal? I said, well, it had some milk in it. Yeah. Fetch it any way you can. We're, not, we're just rich in blessings. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think we've already established that I believe cereal is a very important experience. You care deeply about I this. I do. So the fact that there are 15 million people who would pour orange juice on their cereal, to me, is tantamount to a crime. And I would really like to know who these people are. How do you feel about this, Courtney? Okay, so first, I think that is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. That's what we're saying. Yeah. But Jen isn't going to like this. But when I was in early elementary school, I remember putting ranch on my ice cream. <laughs> oh. What? Why, honey? Yeah. What? I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm not for it now, but I remember <laughs> doing that. As a kid, and I don't know why I didn't. Are you Iowa born and bred? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's such an Iowa thing. I mean, that is an Iowa thing. It's like, would this be better with ranch on it? Let's find out. <laughs> See, that's probably what it was. I might have been there to do that. I don't know. <laughs> this is the biggest weekend for flowers. Oh, yeah. This is the biggest weekend for brunch. This is the biggest weekend for Hallmark cards. It's a big weekend. And are you thinking to yourself, you know... I'd kind of rather get mom something different this year. Well, have we got some news <laughs> for you? <laughs> that sounded like veggie tales. I was I was pretty excited when I saw this. I know you were. I thought this was a little bit strange. It almost okay. made me wish I was a mom so I could be eligible for you this. You have a mom. I do. She's I, a great mom. I could buy her this for Mother's Day. <laughs> It's it's an offering from that place that you just think about and you think, oh, that's that's for mom. That's definitely mom's. Olive Garden. Okay. What does Olive Garden have for moms? You can get a breadstick bouquet <laughs> from Olive Garden. 
And it's in like the the packaging and everything, and it's it just like, like I mean, it's it's a bouquet of sticks. It's a of half bread. dozen breadsticks, just like sticking out there. And there, there's a mom holding it. And let me tell you, she looks thrilled. Okay, the picture that her that I child, saw. who she brought into the world, has given her eight carb sticks for Mother's Day. I don't know a bouquet of breadsticks. I mean, <laughs> yum. There are worse things to get a bouquet of. Yum. How would you feel if Benjamin brought home eight breadsticks for you for Mother's Day? I'd be thrilled that he remembered it was Mother's Day. (laughs) If one of my kids walked in the house with a bouquet of breadsticks from Olive Garden, I would be thrilled. I mean, they're offering that, so surely they think there's a market for it. Absolutely. I would, you know, most of us moms would say we would just be thrilled because... Our kids remembered. Yeah. You know, if we're gluten intolerant, it might not be the best gift. But, you know, it, it's still it's it's a gift and it comes from the heart and it's a lot of fun. But, you know, I think most of us moms have that one Mother's Day gift that was our favorite mm. that we still remember. I still have mine. Um, I've got it up on a door and it was something that Piper, my oldest daughter, made when she was four in four-year-old preschool. Oh, boy. And in the middle of this giant daisy that is cut out and stuck up on my wall is, of course, her picture. She's the center of the daisy. Mm-hmm. And then every uh, petal of the daisy has a different thing about her mama that Aww. she loves. And it was, of course, prompted by the teachers. So on one petal, it says, my mama is... <laughs> And Piper wrote, 18 years old. Oh, nice. I wasn't. (laughs) Thank you, Piper. Thank you, Piper. On another, it says, my mom is most beautiful when, and she writes, she is with makeup. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Piper. (laughs) And then she says, my favorite thing my mom does is, and she wrote in, cooks bacon. (laughs) (laughs) That was Piper's Mother's Day gift to me when she was four It's priceless. It has survived years and moves. And I still have it on the door because every once in a while, I just need to be reminded. Talking about those favorite Mother's Day gifts. They're not the ones that cost the most money. Yeah, what you got, Melissa? My best Mother's Day gift was from my now oldest. He's 17, but in kindergarten... He had this Mother's Day project where they did like a world's best mom on like a newspaper. Oh, nice. And (laughs) he has all this little checklist under it that says, you know, smart. My mom's funny. My mom's this. And the only thing that wasn't checked off was wise. Oh, no. So, (laughs) you know, curiosity asked my five-year-old at the time. I was like, so why didn't you check off wise? And he said... Mama, because you're not old enough to be wise yet. (laughs) I was like, thank you so much, Matthew. That was like the best answer ever. (laughs) Talking about those memorable Mother's Day gifts, you know, the ones that you're still telling stories about all (laughs) these years later. You got one like that, Larry? Yeah, my son was born on Mother's Day. What? That's a gift. That is. Every seven years, Mother's Day gets hijacked for a birthday party. Oh, I bet you she doesn't mind. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Yeah. Now, that didn't get you off the hook, though. You still have to remember her on Mother's Day, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so does he. Mm. Ah, Tell him. I do better, let's just say. (laughs) 
Let's face it. If you've got more than one of them, they're going to fight with each other. <laughs> talking about kiddos. And when God gives kiddos to creative people, we can all kind of benefit from it because they usually come up with creative discipline. Yeah, I'd never heard of this way of breaking up a fight. When my children were little, the lady and her husband who lived next door, the lady babysat my children while I worked. And so when I came home to pick them up one time, they were like in different rooms of the house and she called them and she said, okay, you can come here now. And she said they were fighting, so she separated them. And But she said what she would tell them every time that they fought like that is that, okay, so you lose each other for one hour. And she, they'd have to go in different rooms, and they had to do something in there, and they couldn't see or talk or play with the other one. Yeah. And she said my kids would just always... They would just, like, feel so bad because they couldn't see the other one for an hour. They would cry. And so it made them stop arguing. Because when she said, I just tell them, okay, you lose each other. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, like, that worked. (laughs) But... Apparently it did. It actually did. did. They do love each other. It's just the way she framed it. Yeah. You know, like you lose them. You don't get the privilege of playing with them for the next hour. And then all of a sudden your kids are like, oh, (laughs) that's kind of brilliant. There's all sorts of things that you can do when your kids start fighting. You can yell at them. Say, please stop that now. You can try negotiating with them. You can separate with them. Or you separate them. Or you can get really creative. <laughs> like Taylor and I yesterday, <laughs> we were doing a little bit of research on creative parenting. And I found the one that made me like belly laugh out loud. There is a mom who, when her kids start fighting, usually arguing, when they start arguing with each other, she tells them they are allowed to continue to argue but only if they use accents. <laughs> Which I kind of love. And, and apparently, like, they, they don't get much farther without just starting to laugh. Of course they because don't! Because you know every time children argue, it's over something really ridiculous. But if the accents don't work, she says, fine. You may, <laughs> you may continue fighting, but you must dance fight. If it's going to come to fisticuffs, <laughs> they must be elegant and choreographed. I mean, seriously... <laughs> I love it. That is some serious creative parenting right there. Creative discipline. It would be kind of funny if you and I started fighting and we had to do it with accents. You're much better at accents than I am, though. I can't really do accents. And I'm worse. There is always room, always room for creative parenting. We want to know, what do you do when the kids get to squabbling, crying, misbehaving? How do you make it stop in a creative way? So I am the mom of four, and the trick I have when my youngest is crying for basically no reason and won't Mm -hmm. stop is we make him take turns with his older siblings. So he has to stop crying. And then the older siblings each get a turn to cry. <laughs> he's laughing so much that he's not crying. Anymore. Oh, that's oh, perfect. And do the older three really play into it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I would. That sounds like a blast. Now, what did you do with the oldest? Um, he was he was my oldest. So he was my perfect angel to trick us into having more. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. And it's just science. Did you say science? About well, moms. We we don't really. We, we we know what one internet website said. So that's I mean basically we're experts at this point. <laughs>
So, you know, you've seen these studies before where they show you a map of the United States and then it's all different colors. And the different colors represent, you know, different answers to questions. Mm -hmm. And this map, the question that was represented was, what do moms want for Mother's Day? Important question given the timing. Yeah, absolutely. And so Taylor was at his desk. He had the map up. He was like, Jen. And I said, Taylor. And he said, guess what moms in Iowa want for Mother's Day? And I could have told you the answer to this one. Moms in Iowa want help with chores. I mean, that, yeah. (laughs) I'd prefer them to just do the chores. Just get them done. Or maybe just kind of do the chores with a good attitude. Mm -hmm. Whatever. That would be a great Mother's Day gift. And that's what moms in Iowa want. Just help with chores. All right. And then I said, well, what about Nebraska? Because I always kind of want to know about our neighboring states, Mm -hmm. right? What do Nebraska moms want? They want a nap. I am feeling Nebraska moms. Absolutely. I get that that too. And so then I had to ask, of course, about our friends in Missouri. Taylor, what do our mom friends in Missouri overwhelmingly, according to this study, want for Mother's Day? They really want a greeting card. (laughs) And I'm like... No, they don't. No. I mean, there's no, nothing don't. wrong with no. a greeting card. No. But when like the options on the table were a nap, help with chores, a meal I didn't have to make, a spa day, flowers. And they were the only state only that state. chose. The only one. Moms in Missouri chose a greeting card. So. I don't believe it. Is there like, is that where Hallmark headquarters is or something? <laughs> Are there people like deeply invested in being like, no, all moms want on Mother's Day is a greeting card. I was just calling to let you know that Hallmark is headquartered in Kansas City, Missouri. It all makes sense now. Missouri would be deeply invested in knowing the number one thing a mom wants. I'm from Missouri, and so, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that we know about. And we actually toured the Hallmark headquarters once. Anyway, so I just had to share. You were right on, Taylor. It was just a throwaway comment, and he was totally right. right. That's why. Do you agree with that, though? I mean, of all the things that you could choose for Mother's Day. No, no. I would totally take a nap. Yeah. Some moms would say, oh, for Mother's Day this weekend, I would love to take a nap. And we say, ooh, be careful what you wish for. My daughter was eight and my son was five. And they were supposed to be watching a movie, right? So I thought, oh, I'll just lay down just for a little while. Right. And I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes. And the next thing I know... My daughter's leaning over me, my eight-year-old daughter, and she's peeling open one eye, and she's looking at me, and she's gently going, Mom, where's the keys to the handcuffs? What? And my eyes just popped open, and I'm like, what? They had been playing cops and robbers with a little, you know, toy handcuff set. Mm-hmm. She had her brother all handcuffed up to something and didn't know how to get them open. <laughs> anyway, all was good. No one got hurt. Good. Mom just didn't take a nap for a very long time after that. <laughs> hey, Vicki. What happened when you tried to take a nap? When the movie Home Alone was very popular, oh boy. our children loved it, and I was taking a nap. And while I was napping, the youngest and the oldest decided they would rig our home so that when the middle child went to the bathroom, a bucket full of very heavy things fell on her head. Oh, no. I woke up and went to the bathroom before the middle child went in, and it didn't fall on my head. But I said, what have you done? And they said, 
we thought Jan was going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I said, okay, that doesn't make it right. You better not have done anything else. And they looked at each other and ran off in different directions. <laughs> we did not watch Home Alone for quite a while. It felt a little like winning the lottery, to be honest. Huh? I've got a... a, a you little... went, wait a minute. You won a lottery and I didn't know about it? Not like money lottery. Oh, just what? like happy lottery. Oh, what happened? Well, me and some friends from church get together once a week for a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And we have a group chat that uh, really we don't chat a lot about Bible study stuff. What it has become is we just send each other pictures of vehicles with vanity license plates. Oh, I love that. It just kind of became a conversation we had one time. And now anytime we see one, we just snap a picture and send it to each other. Well, there's so many of them anymore. I kind of feel left out because I don't have one. And so I felt like I won the lottery when I walked into the office and I noticed three cars side by side, each one with a custom vanity license plate. Is that what the day that I was looking out the window, I saw you taking pictures out in the parking lot? Well, oh, yeah. I wasn't being a creeper. I was just taking a picture. Of, there were three cars. One said, it'll be okay, which oh. was, you know, that's really encouraging. The next one said, be fun. Be okay, fun. I can aspire to that. And the last one said, flamingo. <laughs> I don't. It'll be, the first one was, how, how did you spell it? I-T-L letter B. Okay. So it looks like it'll balk. I like that. It'll be okay. It'll be okay if you stop tailgating me. <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay. You don't need to rush this it'll much. It'll be okay. You can slow down. Mm. Or it'll be okay. I'm good at driving this fast. I mean, it's just so many things is that, that could be. <laughs> is that road rage, Jen? Just stick your head out the window. It'll, it'll be, be okay. okay. <laughs> don't you worry. My Road rage, Taylor, is just flamingo. <laughs> Stick your head out the window. Shout about waterfowl. I like them because it gives me something to do when I'm driving. I find them. And then I always find the creative license interesting that's on the licenses. So we want to know about the interesting license plates that you've seen. I have a student who had a parent who had a vanity plate that said I-W-L-R-S-Q-U. I will rescue you. Oh, yes, he was a fireman and a paramedic. Oh, I was like, is he a Lauren Daigle fan? Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. He was a fireman and a paramedic. They make the road interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they give you something to look at, right? Especially when you're on a trip. It's always fun to see those vanity plates. Especially when it takes a little bit to figure out exactly what you're being told. Guy must have been trying a case at the Adel Courthouse. But for a while, there was a Mustang sitting there that had the number one... S-W-T-P-N-Y. Number one SWAT pony? What's that? One sweet pen. Sweet pony. One sweet pony. One, oh, his Mustang. Yeah. Oh. One sweet pony. It's a pony. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. I like that. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.